Hello, Maverick fans. Welcome to another edition of the Mav Puck Cast. How is everyone doing out there? It's great to be alive. Isn't it? Yeah, college hockey season's underway, oh. and the Mavs are undefeated. I I can't believe we're saying that. That's right. Let's 2-0. Just, uh, close the season right here. We're done. And, and we're good to go. After last season, let's bask in the glow of this <laughs> right. moment and the success. Yeah. I think we're, we're 25% of the way to last year's wins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, we I know. And you look at the schedule, and I'm just saying, we'll talk about this as the, the show progresses, but... They could match that total, you know. Yeah, I mean, you by got December. I mean, Duluth split. St. Cloud didn't win. Yeah, I we got Denver's undefeated with four games, but I mean, yeah, I, we're I just, second best. We'll I just want to remind you on that St. Cloud thing. I picked them sixth in the conference behind you UNO, who I picked fifth. So, and I know you were mentioning that Duluth had its struggles this last weekend, but you remember... Yeah. I, when, I wonder when, if anyone picked them first. Yeah. But, well, I did pick them to win the national, but you remember, you've won two national championships. It's hard to get motivated to do anything in October. <laughs> which is... It's hard to get motivated to do anything, which is why I didn't pick them. <laughs> it's hard for me to get motivated to do anything in October. And so I haven't I, won I anything. I completely understand. They'll, they'll turn it on in January. <laughs> Don't worry. My pick, you'll you'll be... You'll be yeah, they'll run the tables in Jan- in like the last half You'll of the year. You'll be looking like, at yeah, me in well. awe when, you know, April rolls around. So so before we talk too much about what happens on the ice, let's talk a little bit about something that happened off the ice. Okay. You, not me, got to go to Dinner with the Mavs again. It was terrific. Yeah, this was, uh, was this, would that have been Thursday, Thursday. October 3rd? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun at uh, Anthony's Steakhouse. A terrific a terrific event, terrific venue, great food, great company. You get an opportunity to sit with the players. A couple of the players sit at each table. You get to hear from Coach Gavin Nets. It's a lot of fun. Kind of a nice little preview to the season. And we got to sit by two great players, goalie Austin Roden and Alex Waugh. I thought maybe it was pronounced Roy because that name is pronounced differently depending on where it you depends, come from. But, I'm going to say it depends on where you come from. But his but. his when he got up and introduced himself, it sounds like it's uh, pronounced like Patrick Waugh, the, cool. the famous goaltender from uh, the Colorado Avalanche. So yeah, it was it was he a was lot with of Montreal fun. first. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I, well, hence the Waugh thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and Alex Waugh is from uh, Quebec as well. Quebec. So, yeah, I was very excited to get to meet those guys. They were two of the rookies that you and I had talked about on the podcast. Right that um we had followed i even i i did write-ups on recruits this last season i've got to get back to doing that because it helps me learn about them and Roden was one of the guys i did so i was pretty familiar with him so we had a great time talking with uh both of them i know your wife jolene enjoyed it my wife bridget enjoyed it we had a great time and and i think those events are a lot of fun and we got a chance to we talked to gabinet coach gabinet for about 20 minutes afterwards so you could just tell a weight had been lifted it looked like you could just tell he felt a lot better about this season than last season. I, I I think you could just tell that there was a lot on his mind. This time he felt really good about the team's prospects this season, even yeah. though they're a very young team. Yeah, it's exciting having a young team just because there's a lot of... There's very little expectation, but a right. lot of interest. It is, and and it's a clean slate. That's what's right. nice about it. There's there's no preconceived notion going in about what this team can do, so they can write their own story this season. Right. And as we saw in the games, I think even some of the some of the upperclassmen, you know, have new 
new energy, new life. You know, you're yeah. playing with with these kids coming in, trying to prove themselves and show themselves, and and that just sometimes translates into upperclassmen that for sure exceed you know, maybe what you've been used to the last few years or something. So. Well, it's great to see those upperclassmen who know that their time at the college level is you know coming to a close, kind of step it up at the end and say, you know what, we're going to try to do something really special here to kind of go out on a high note. It's always fun to see um, college classes do that. And over the years, we've had some really good senior classes at UNO that have done that. So it's it's great to see. And, and so far, uh, things are looking good. But we missed you at the dinner with the Mavs. Yeah, I was but, out scouting. But we got a, we got a, that sounded like you had a really good trip out to Colorado to see the yeah. Avalanche. And then it's the, um, the Col- Eagles, the Colorado Eagles or the yeah, AHL, AHL team. Yeah, AHL team, yeah. And so we got a picture, uh, a selfie in the food line with your favorite player, Tyler Weiss. And, uh, uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I, that's the part that I like, I, I always, I always enjoy, you know, kind of bumping elbows with, with the team and stuff at, at those events. So it was kind of sad not to be there, but, um, it didn't last long cause we walloped Calgary and I was plenty happy. I know you're you're the total NHL pro guy. You know I'm a total college guy. So the the pro interests me a little bit, like when it gets to the Stanley Cup. But I'm not a big pro guy. I'm I'm all yeah. about the the college game and the but amateur game. Then again, I'm also the guy that, like today, when my daughter was at, you know, she's getting ready for her uh, her practice. One of the I don't even know what level. One of the boys' teams was out practicing on the rink while they were getting ready. Okay, and so I'm standing there watching this i don't know squirt peewee something like that and then this guy comes up to me and goes how you doing good how are you yeah which one's your kid none of them i get that really weird look from like why He's is like, this guy what watching how are you doing here yeah <laughs> but in all honesty i i love to watch hockey so um it, oh i'm you know what dude i'm with I you just, on that any yeah. hockey anytime yeah yeah i'll it's it's pretty rare that you you don't find hockey on something in my household. So I'll tell you, we have a lot of fun watching. You know, any 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 game, any level, mm-hmm. I have a good time watching. So, but college is my my focus. So. It's our go to. Yep, it's my go to. So last year when we went to dinner with the Mavs, we learned some surprising information about Coach's true feelings regarding Kale. Right. Were there any? revelations from my missed dinner with the Mavs? No, there weren't any food-related no, no. uh, revelations. No, shockers, huh? no. Well, there were some interesting tidbits. For yeah. example, we did learn that the underclassmen have been in Omaha, the, uh, not the underclassmen, but the freshmen who yeah. came in this year have been in Omaha since July. Yeah. And um, a number of them, uh, it might have been all but one, don't quote me on that, um, took a, a, a summer class together before the fall semester. So... Kind of a nice little time to build some camaraderie, get to know the other guys, get familiar with Omaha, familiar with the campus. You know, UNO has a beautiful campus, and it's all kind of centrally located, kind of compact there together. So it's great. So the players have talked about how much they like the campus and how close everything seems to be to campus. So it sounded like a great thing, and that was kind of a neat thing. I don't know how that compares with past classes. I know that there are guys who come in, obviously, before the – before the uh, fall semester begins as freshmen, but yeah, I that's that was pretty kind common, of a neat yeah. deal. I mean, even even at you know the upper levels and stuff, a lot of times they'll take I don't say a heavy course load, but they'll take 
significant number of classes right. in the summer just so they don't have to take so many and, and fall some, and of, some of those guys i know have gone like taking junior college right uh, courses while they're playing in the ushl the north american hockey league yeah. that kind of stuff so a lot of some of them had credits coming in so yeah because I know players in other sports and stuff that are more kind of confined to a season where it's a fall sport, right? Like football and stuff that they basically take like one or two classes or something, like minimal course load. Yeah, in what, the fall whatever, whatever the minimum season, course right? load is that they need yeah. to take, and then like after the season, then they'll take more. then they'll take full load. It's tough with college hockey, you know, because, because you're, you're it's fall and spring. It starts complete, in October and it goes like yeah. through March, depending on how long you play it, it yeah. and when the Frozen Four is, it could go through April, so. You're basically, it's five, six months. That's almost the entire entire school school year. year. So I think that would be awfully difficult. So I commend these guys uh, who do well in the classroom. Yeah. I think finding that balance is always something that particularly freshmen coming in, uh, especially some of these guys that have played junior hockey. And and a lot of times you'll see some of those guys. I don't know how many do it. I know a lot that do, so I don't know if if I just know the ones that do and not the ones that don't type of thing. Um, but the ones that I do know, you know, quite a few of them will take like online high school stuff, um, and and that just gives them. I know some of the Lancers do the University of Nebraska high school, uh, where you don't have sure. that formal classroom setting, yeah. right? So now I, I've you've seen, gone I've seen, through. I've seen players in this the with, like with the. Um... UNO and with like the Lincoln Stars or not yeah. UNO the Omaha Lancers Lancers and, and Stars, Stars. yeah like and you know Tri City and stuff and it just you go through a couple years of kind of being on your own pace and your own time and then you come in here and you've got professors and course load and and that stuff so yeah it's, I think it's, it's great for it's them definitely to kind of adjust different to after after kind of being on your own when right. you're playing the couple years in juniors suddenly you've got more of that structure in place right. and and academics take more importance so it's definitely an interesting thing so it's 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 very unique to college hockey because of the other college sports like football and basketball those guys come in right after high school so right so yeah so that was one of the fun little tidbits but yeah we know we had a great time there and uh it's always great to see the players so i i love those events and i know they're doing two more this season so i'm excited to attend those so to get into what happened on the ice yeah. We'll start with we actually have three games to talk about. We did three games in I know five six days. Yeah, hey, I I was totally fine with. Prep it. your car radio now. Uh, let's start with the exhibition game. Um, fabulous Monday night effort. Monday night exhibition hockey. <laughs> so weird. It I, is. I did. I did hear that the, the there was. I, I know a lot of people were speculating like, oh, it's because of this. Those. I don't know exactly why we put it on Monday night. Apparently, the official was because of the breast cancer event that was Yeah, at the Susan G. Komen walk. Yeah, I'd heard that, um, too. Although, there have been times over the course of the last 22 years when they played that exhibition on, a like, a Monday night or oh yeah Sunday night. So, yeah, they've had I'm kind of odd days it's, yeah. for that. I mean, we, last year was a Sunday, and we were like, this was, is weird. There was, you know, they... Like they, a Sunday afternoon. Because I remember I got... That was because yeah. I came back to the airport and straight to the... Well, and yeah. I think I've, I've mentioned on this show the early season tournament that they did back... Uh, it started in 2001, and they did it for a number of years, and they don't do it anymore. The Maverick Stampede. Right. Where you'd bring in three other college teams to compete. I, If I recall correctly, I believe there was one season where they ended up having Manitoba... As one of the participants in that, and so that when we played really? that game, it was our okay. exhibition, and then somebody else played it. Yeah, I, I believe so. Don't quote me on that, but 
I've got a lot of, you know, trivia floating through my head. I believe that that happened one year with the stampede. It was not a particularly exciting stampede. They must have ended up with one unofficial, one official game then, right? Yeah. So it was a tournament that had one official game. Yeah. Hmm. It was, it was interesting. If I recall correctly. Yeah. I get no qualm. I would look it up, but I have no idea what season that was when that happened. I'm sure someone out there listening will. I'm sure they'll correct. I'm sure they'll correct us. We probably should add like a fact check segment after you know the the following episode, so we can go back and correct all the stuff that people like to correct us on online. So we do the or the very random facts we that can. we think about while we're recording this and didn't think about before recording this to look up. <laughs> we do. I mean, Jason will Jason will send me a, a recording of this, you know, the night before we post it, and I'll text him and I'll be like, "Why would we say this? Why would we say that? Can you delete this out? Can you edit this out?" I, you know. Oh, great. Now everyone's going to want to hear the cutting room floor stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's, we can have that. Can, that can be like a, a bonus if we ever, <laughs> if we ever do Patreon someday. Hey, there can, you go. They can listen to the uncut version, the, the raw version of the Mad Podcast. So tweet us how much you're willing to spend for the uncut version. That's right. And we're willing to come up with stuff to cut out just to have something interesting for you to listen to. So, so thoughts from the exhibition game, what you saw... I, I wouldn't go as far as to I wouldn't pull out a whole lot. Exhibition games are usually a hodgepodge of No, it's who just knows it's what. just an opportunity for the guys to get some ice time against some, you know, decent competition and right. and for the coaches to look at a few things. Try a few things, throw a yeah. couple guys together that maybe you wouldn't normally put on a line. Exactly. You usually run a really long bench because yeah. you're not you know, limited to the normal NCAA requirements. Give a, give a couple of the goaltenders a look. So we got yeah. to see Isaiah Seville and I know and uh, Roden that game. Kara College used to be their thing. They would, it was every goaltender. I mean, top to bottom, you got one period, and it was just a matter of which period you got. Yep. You know, we didn't do that. We had um, Seville played a little bit more than half the game, and then Roden finished it out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't really can't really take a whole lot from an exhibition game and say that means we're going to have a good season or means we're going to have a bad season. I mean, this player is going to be good. That player is not going to be good or any of that. I will stuff. tell you I just my general really impression. I thought it was kind of an entertaining game to watch because exhibition games can be just excruciatingly dull. But that was fun because we got to see a little bit of everything. We got to see the five on five overtime period, the three on three overtime period, right. and we got to see a shootout. Yeah. And that was great because it gave them an opportunity to practice that early on this season. So I, you know, like we were talking about, we'll watch any type of hockey at any level, any time. And I had a great time. And I thought there was a, there was a nice energy to the team. It felt different watching them. Yeah. But like you said, it's tough to tell anything from an exhibition. Right. So move on. Talk about the real games then. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about the the real games, the start so, of the regular season, the start of the 2019 season for the UNO Mavericks. This actually matters. That's right. Alabama Huntsville. Alabama Huntsville. We've played them a number of times over the years. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot brought a couple people, friends and stuff to the game and they're all, they're all like, well, is, are they good? They always want to know, you know, like, what do you know about the team? I'm right. like, all right, here's the deal. They're, they're decent. They're not great. Right, but they're also known as that team that just perennially goes in and messes up your season. They're they're one of those teams that every so often they'll play one of those top programs and they'll catch them off guard, 
yeah. and they'll do well. And but I have friends like you, like you do, who aren't as familiar with college hockey as right. you and I are, and so they're like, "Is is Huntsville good? Are they?" And it's like, well, number one, it's early in the season, so it's hard to tell how things are going to shake up. I mean, going into last season, we didn't think Arizona State was going to be as good as they turned out to be, and then that was an NCAA tournament team, right? So. You know, but it's always a team that we matched up really well with and we've had success with over the years. And fun fact, I have a niece who goes to Alabama Huntsville. She's there on a full scholarship and she's a, she's a math major. So well, that's that, a good that's, place to go. Yeah. And that, I mean, their connection, yeah. I know one of, my, one of the guys was like, well, why would anyone want to go down there, especially for hockey? I'm like, quite honestly, most of them are hockey players. They're looking for a place to play. They want to make a, an impact right away. Right. And if you have any sort of interest in, in playing math D1 and hockey. science, yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, oh, you can go a, play hockey a, and oh, be it's a, yeah, absolutely. across it's the street from NASA. It's a great institution for that. Like, yeah, absolutely right. So I'm kind of hoping, and I, you know, a lot of times when we have a, a non-conference foe come in, then the next year we'll go and play them at their barn. So if we get a chance to go down to Huntsville and, and see our niece, uh, that's uh, uh, Bridget's sister, Anne, her daughter, mm-hmm. Emily, is down there. That'd be really kind of cool to go down there and visit because I've never been to Alabama. So yeah, yeah, I totally love that. So I could do that. That'd be a fun trip. Yeah. But anyway, it was, it was a good matchup for UNO to start the season with. And the thing is, successful teams find a way to take advantage of the good opportunities that are presented them. And you look at... You know, Alabama Huntsville come in and you're saying UNO struggled a lot last season. They had a tough right. schedule last season. This is a good matchup to kind of, you know, let the coaches kind of gauge what's going on with the team. It was a good kind of tune up for the season to start things out. It wasn't, you know, an intimidating opponent coming in. They were like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, we got Notre Dame coming in or right. we got Wisconsin, your national championship next spring coming in. Right. No, it was, it was a good type of matchup for them to have. Build you looked up at to that. Yeah. yeah. We had no idea what either team was going to look like, but it looked like the type of team that they could match up well against. Yeah. They're, I think they're similar to UNO in that they're kind of in a transition period. They've played right. a certain style for a number of years. They're kind of starting to move into one that's a little bit more creative, uh, a little bit more built off of speed. And we saw a little bit of that in the, in the second game, I thought more than the first game with Huntsville. Right. And they um, played they played UMass Lowell mm-hmm. the weekend before, so they had played good NCAA competition out of so hockey. So they had so some of the rust good. built yeah. off, yep. which we didn't. We did and, not. And to still come out, and you know, you talked about capitalizing on opportunities. Yeah. I think a big part of the first game was the power play. Yeah. Uh, particularly the five, we got that five-minute major and we were able to put four goals in on, on one power play, essentially. And that's... I mean, you always hope that you get you get five minutes of unended power play time. You really need one. You kind of want two, and and you feel pretty good about yourself if you can put in two. So to put in four is pretty impressive. And I'll tell you, I I just thought they played with a certain energy that I didn't see very often last season. Quite honestly, the guys looked like they were excited to play. They were excited to prove themselves. And you just saw some great performances out of these freshmen. I think that was that. I think that was the most exciting. And mm-hmm. it seemed like, I mean, you look at this last weekend. You look at a guy like Tristan Keck, who's a veteran who's been with us for a long time. I mean, he looked like he was reborn. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Zach Jordan, who I thought was very impressive his sophomore season. He struggled a bit last season. He looked solid this weekend. I mean, 
it was good to see those guys, Ryan Jones, Dean Stewart. Great to see those guys have a great weekend. And, and they were kind of feeding off the energy that the, the freshmen were bringing in. So I thought overall they, they, they looked good this weekend. And it was a, both outings I thought were solid outings. And then Coach Gabinette said in his postgame presser on Saturday that he actually thought the team played a better game on Saturday than they did on Friday. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that motivation was. I thought that last year, the homecoming game I thought was a little bit flat. And so to see them come out and really kind of build off the energy, I think the student section did a great job uh, supporting the team and and providing some energy over there. And so I think that Friday night, at least part of it was them building off of that and, you know, hopefully we continue to see the students come out and support their team. And Oh, yeah, the students are great. Bill Pickett's done a great job getting yeah. the students organized into the game. I got to tell you, too, Bridget and I got to enjoy a kind of a special treat before that Friday game against Alabama Huntsville. Yeah, I kind of noticed. It's hard not to. I know. Yeah. So we go to the game, completely oblivious of what's going to happen. We go up to our seats, and one of the UNO marketing staff with the headset on right. comes up and says, I'm looking for John and Bridget Brooks. I'm like, well, I'm John. <laughs> She's like, you guys want to come and sit down on the bench for pregame warmups? I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> yes, please. I'm not, yeah, I'm I'm not sure why we're doing this at this point. I'm thinking, are we part of like some sort of a, an on-ice promotion or contest type of thing? Because a lot of times you'll see them come up to your section and say, hey, do you want to participate in a promotion? <laughs> and I'm like, well, what kind of pregame promotion are we doing now? So she leads us down to the bowels of Baxter Arena. Bridget and I are going down there. We're headed to the bench. Coach Gabinette is there talking to a recruit. I, you know, shake his hand and I tell him, not the recruit, I shake Gabinette's hand and tell him good <laughs> luck tonight. And so we're standing there and it's fun. I, you know, I got to tell you, some of these freshmen are really, really big <laughs> at ice level. They're, Six they're a foot lot seven? Big. Yeah, yeah, I would say absolutely. so. Absolutely. So we're standing down there, we're enjoying it, and then, uh, Coach Kemp shows up and brings both of us some merch and they've got us on camera and we were honored as season ticket holders of the game for the night. So that was kind of a cool honor and it's cool that they're doing that. I, I They've done variations on this in the past and we had never um, gotten to be honored down on there on the ice before the yeah. game. So it was really special and I, I just want to thank UNO for doing that. That was a, a lot of fun for us. It means a lot to us. I'm going to write a blog post about it this week because that meant a lot to me. So that was a, that's a fun kind of inexpensive way that they can honor the season ticket holders, because especially when you have a tough season like last season, you know, a lot of the more cynical people aren't inclined to renew their tickets. So this is kind of a neat thing that they can do for people. And, uh, and who knows, maybe you and Jolene will be honored someday. So that's, so that's, Jason, hold your that's Jason and Jolene <laughs> Combs, section two, row K. <laughs> But that was a yeah, great honor. Went, so that uh... was a lot of fun. And it was so, the, I think the thing that was most fun was like you guys were down there looking at us through the glass, like, what the heck are you guys down there? Because well, yeah, we show up and we send the girls down to, you know, put up their signs. Yeah, do the... they made they made new signs. Yeah. So they wanted to make sure and, that the, and, and the they new like freshmen to, they saw like their to new high signs. High five and... the players as they're kind of yeah. coming off the uh, ice after the pregame skate around. And Kevin Newbauer was there and they're just looking at us like, what are you guys Yeah, doing everyone down keeps here? going to me. Is that John on the bench? I'm like, yeah. Oh, how do you get down there? The tunnel? I don't. I don't know. 
I you really had no there. idea. Like I had no clue. I'm like, and, how and did I will you tell get you while there? we while we were how on, do I get that? While we were on the bench, the guy was on the ice filming us. I didn't know he'd started filming, and apparently the I couldn't hear the PA very well down there. Oh, so he was like talking about us, and like Bridget was looking at the camera, like waving, and I'm talking to Mike Kemp. <laughs> Because I didn't know this was happening, and I didn't want to be rude and turn away from Mike Kemp. So I'm just sitting there visiting. I'm saying how much this this class reminds me of uh, UNO's the 0405 class he had. He'd had an eight win season in in 0304, and then the 0405 class came in. A lot of young, enthusiastic guys, kind of like this class, and they performed really well that season. And they got to the CCHA Super Six at Joe Louis Arena. So it was definitely a big turnaround. So I'm talking with him about that. And then they're like, well, you're done, you know. So we headed off, and Bridget's like, why didn't you turn and look at the camera? I'm like, well, next time, like, hit me in the arm. So I turn around, and I'll wave. I'm just... yeah, that's really, that's what you really want on the big screen is her smacking you across the so face. So right? I, I think we've learned from that Facebook Live at the Season ticket pickup, and we've learned from my experience down on the bench that you and I don't do well when we're just, like, impromptu asked to do <laughs> stuff that we're not expecting to do. But anyway, it was great. So anyway, back to the Huntsville game. Let's pull this back to the topic at hand, and, and okay. that's... Uh, not yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but I, I will tell you, I, I was impressed with a lot of players. And who was your standout performance of the weekend? Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of players that I could talk about. Absolutely. Um, quite honestly, I, I'm going to say our power play. And first, okay. second, I don't know, if we, third unit? Sure, why not? Fourth unit, Miami, we have five minutes there. But uh, even on Saturday, we got power play goals. And I yeah. think even on the power plays that didn't produce, most of them produced at least quality scoring opportunities. And yeah. you know, it's college hockey. You're not going to have 100%. No. So I'm never looking for that level. But I thought that the power play really clicked. Yeah, um, they seem to have a really good feel. They moved the puck across the seam, which is is something I thought. Uh, anyone who sits up by us probably heard me yelling it last season a ton. Is that, with the exception of Olson to Morelli, we don't split seam passes in the offensive zone on the power play, and it frustrated the heck out of me because it's the best way to kind of open up the defense. Right. And, and we just don't. We like everything's just like umbrella, umbrella, umbrella. Maybe take a shot and then it gets blocked. I right. thought that defense did a great job of getting the puck through, and that's yeah. something we talked about in a podcast last year. Was like just seems like so many of our shots are getting blocked, and I thought yeah, with Huntsville we really found a way to get the pucks through. Um, I thought so too. Get them into yeah. the scoring area or get them on yeah. net so that you can get yeah. rebounds and stuff. And um, you know that really I think made a difference. So I'm players of the game go to everyone who played on the uh power play this weekend very nice pick so and it's kind of exciting it's kind of exciting just looking at the team in general thinking right. that they might have more than one productive line this season and more than one productive power play absolutely because last year it really sounded like okay well once we took that top line yep. off it was like all right well, well <laughs> when can we get them back out there yeah. again was kind of what we did. i'm gonna go with zach jordan I'm going to yeah. go with the veteran. He was a guy that impressed me his sophomore season. He struggled along with the rest. Of, a lot of guys struggled last season. And he had a really nice weekend. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see that for him. He played with a little bit more physicality, which I love to see. Yeah, he had two goals and assist on Saturday, one goal on Friday. His second goal on Saturday was my favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beautiful wasn't the goal. prettiest, but it, 
man, that that shoulder down drive to the net. And oh yeah, four point weekend for him. It was fantastic. Survived the review. Yeah, yeah. And there were there were a lot of great. A lot of the young guys are impressing me right now. Joey Abate, mm-hmm. I think he's going to become a great forward. Ryan Brochette, in there all the time. Yeah, yeah. He's he's logging a lot of playing. And another veteran I'd point out is Tristan Keck. Yeah. I, I referred to him as the Energizer Bunny. I mean, it's just like he just keeps going and going and going and going. He's a he's he's a fast player, and I, I'll tell you what I think I think they're going to do some uh, some fun and creative things with him this yeah. season. I like to see. I like that he got on the board on Friday night. I, he's kind of one of those players that I think he seems. I, I feel bad for the kids sometimes because it seems like. He had games last there, season there were, where he were, did yes, everything right. Yes. And didn't get anything. There was, I remember the series up at St. Cloud last year. I mean, he had a breakaway opportunity. It was, it just. He it had just, a lot of breakaway opportunities yeah. that you just couldn't bury. I and know. it's so like, I, that's the thing is, is like, it's, it's not that he's, it's not, it's not a talent thing. It's just like the kid just had bad luck. He did. Almost. He did. Oh man, so I, I just feel I th- bad for him. I'm, I'm hoping, my fingers crossed, that he breaks through this season because he's a player that I've liked since he started playing at UNO, and I'm I'm hoping. I hope this things campaign, start to bounce his way this yeah. season. And I think it could make a big difference because it can really spread out the scoring for the Mavs, yep, and, and that changes the way that other teams have to match up against us. Yep. Um, I know and, the first night he was on a line with Weiss, and there seemed to be uh, some chemistry between them, and and that's something yep. we've talked about with Weiss is that. You know, Weiss really isn't from a from a game standpoint. His he's not the goal scorer. He's not the yeah. guy that you're gonna see come down and rifle run over a goalie shoulder. I mean, he'll do it every once in a while, but right. like his game really is his awareness and knowledge of of kind of what's going on and, and and seeing that pass. And you really need someone that's gonna fill a lane, find an open spot, get some yeah. space that that gives him some options. And so sure, uh, I thought Friday night that that seemed to click pretty well. So hopefully there's more of that coming this season. I think there's more of that coming, coming down the road. I'm excited. I mean, and then you we got to talk about some of the freshmen too. Abate, yeah. Abate gets his first uh, career goal. He, I, I mean, the freshman, like you said, Boyer gets did his really first well, but career goal. Abate's my, like, if you want a top freshman from this weekend that I thought he both nights played, a really good game. Yep. He just seemed to be smart, aware, patient. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, especially with freshmen, it just feels like everything's closing in on you faster than it really is. And he, he seemed to, I thought, you know, really have a good awareness and feel for, for the game, even at, yep. at that advanced level from where he was. And so I was, I was really pleased with his play. And they, they, had both goaltenders play this weekend. So Friday night, Isaiah Seville yep. was in net. And then Saturday night, Austin Roden was in net. Both freshmen. And Roden, in his first collegiate start, he got a uh, win and he got a shutout. And that was did. the second UNO goaltender in the history of the UNO hockey program to get a shutout on his I saw that, but debut. who was the first? I didn't see anyone come up with the actual oh. name of the person that was first. No, they didn't talk about that. And this is before my time, so I don't know. But It was not before your time. It wasn't? No. All right, who was I'm gonna it? I'm going to let you guess. It's, uh... Okay, so it's not before my time. No. It's not before your time. You're just like... I'm trying to think. Are you going to tell me, John? 
No, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think here. of the... I'll I'm, give you and the fans a moment to think about it. All right, John. I give up. I got no idea. It's Evan Weninger. Really? Yeah. And you and Jolene were him. at that series with up Yeah, we up were up there, there in Mankato. Mankato. Yeah. All of 2015. And so we were at that game. In his debut. Wow. Debut game. He won two to nothing. That's, well, that's some good company for Roden to be in with. Absolutely. A, a recent goaltender. Yeah. And I would have thought, when somebody said that, I would have thought it was somebody like Dan Ellis or maybe Ryan Massa <laughs> back in the day. But you know See, what? See, and I would, like I said earlier, like I would have guessed that it, you know, a lot of times when you have something like that that hasn't happened that frequently, a lot of right. times it's like, all right, the other person's not going to be the big name that everyone recognizes. It's going to be the, you know, like I mentioned, Alex Blinkenberg. Right. Like, it's going to be that kid who got up and they just said, you know what? We're going to put him in at North Dakota. Like, for, you put him and... in at North Dakota and then you get the, sh- like, a like a one nothing shutout or something right. like that. Yeah. And he just stands on his head and shocks everyone because a lot of times, because they haven't done their scouting. You have this team coming in, especially, you know, Sometimes some of these teams like Denver was this way, right? Yep. When Janicek and stuff were there. Uh they just were always it was always that guy. Like you knew they're coming in, that's the guy in net, right? Right. And then you throw them this curveball of like Because a lot of times that a lot of times coaches do that to try to get the guys in front of them to play tighter, knowing right. that they can't depend on the goaltender. So a lot of times that's where you'll see one of those shutouts happened, right. but no, it was, it was Evan Winninger. Yeah. Very first, there was that team had a lot of promise that 2015, 16 team. We thought they were going to do great. We were really, yeah. I mean, we were rolling up there in Mankato. That was a yeah, lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. That series. So yeah, that's a cool honor for Austin Roden. One of my favorite new players. And, uh, and uh, look, honestly, Isaiah Seville the night before almost had the shutout. So yeah, a late goal. And so I think these two guys yeah. are going to be good. It's good to see both of them getting some playing time. Cause you never know what will happen down the road. You, you may very well need, both of them so well and i know criticism from fans and and i can't say i totally disagree but i think that you know in the past we've used one goaltender too much so yeah it's nice that coach has the option to kind of split time a little bit more yeah and i think um, in some of these early games i i think you do that i think you you know because you never know somebody could get injured mm-hmm. you know the the dynamic might not be working a, a goaltender could kind of be in a little bit of a slump so it's good to have options, and I think since all three are so young, you've gotta, you've gotta, you gotta at least give the top two some playing yeah. time here against uh, some some game competition. So, absolutely. So something I thought was interesting is yeah. the the freshman that we didn't see, and I know that injury news is hard to come by. So right. it's very possible that the reason we didn't see them is because of an injury sure um but we didn't see sullivan and he was one that when we saw was it i believe was skegan that come down yeah it was was either last december or january when skegan came and played in omaha you got to see two games yeah bridget and i saw one of the games we went with you to see it and and um he yeah, really he looked really good me in those games. He took so a lot I was really of. He took a, he, he looks like a. He looks like he's terrific at faceoffs. He yep. looks like he could be the faceoff guy, and a lot of people are kind of high on him. I've heard from from people who are close to the program that he's a pretty impressive player that they're very excited about. So we've so heard, hopefully he's not hurt. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's not at like least a, it's not like a serious kind of chronic injury. 
because if there is even an injury, yeah. maybe there's just maybe there's some other reason he's not playing right now. Yeah, I don't know. I you know it's it's just always a shame when it's like you know there's. I really wanted to see how he'd do. And I know I guys, had a guys, that, guys that we talked about last season right. that we we followed last season that we're excited to see play and we haven't seen him play yet. Yeah. So, so we'll look forward to seeing him. You know, hopefully sometime, sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, very excited. But overall, I thought it was a terrific series. I, I mean, like I said, successful teams take advantage of the opportunities presented to them, and this team did that. And they played with an energy and they played with a passion that we haven't seen for a while out of a UNO team. So. They just keep chipping away and keep developing. You know, I think things will be good. Right. And, you know, I I would say that they've got some uh, they've got some series coming up where they're really going to get to kind of you know gauge and kind of look right. at the barometer of how how they're going to do and and where they're going to be here in the next couple months. So. So. With the with the significance of new team members on UNO, we also have a new, let's say team member in the NCHC TV and right. UNO field that that's kind of dealing with, um, you know, something that I think the fans are really kind of struggling with. It seems that some of the things we're used to seeing last year um, aren't working particularly you know the, the ability to log into some of the apps with the nchc tv sure was a problem some people have had issues with that you know, for those of you who might subscribe to it and have missed the email or something you do have to go on and you have to reset update. your password uh, yeah so that's the thing so for the last however many years the NCHC has had NCHC TV where you can right. watch streams of the games that do not appear the home, the home, the, the home games for the, the conference teams right. that are not broadcast on CBS sports, because for whatever reason, those are not included as part of your it's because national things. Right. Yeah. Right. So new lion was the company was the partner that streamed those games that built the app that I'm assuming built the website that allowed that, those games to be streamed on right. uh, during the season for NCHC. Right. And New Lion was bought out by Learfield, which is the company that they're a national company that handle a lot of marketing for a lot of collegiate teams. Okay. And Learfield's handled marketing for UNO athletics the last several years, and they do marketing for a number of other NCHC schools. So, Sidearm Sports, which is part of Learfield, now runs the streaming operation. So fans have gotten a new app, and it's well, that's, a, definitely a so different that's experience. That's the part that really that. confused me, though. Yeah. Is it a new app, or is it just an update to the existing app, right? Well, they, they updated the existing app, but, but my feeling is, for all intents and purposes, if you look at the changes that were made, it feels like a completely different app. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. The thing that got me That's was... That's what I'm saying. It's, the, it's not like one of those things where, you know, kind of the, you know, one provider app, like when you're looking at the app store, the iOS app store, where right. one, it's kind of an end of life thing, and then they unveil something completely new. So you got to download a separate app. You didn't have to do that. It was an update to the app, but it, it felt completely different. And that's the part that different. confused me is because the email that they sent out and, and the way that they worded it, or at least the way that I read it, had me confused because... I thought that I was going to have to find a new app and I kept waiting to find the app and I just like 
it was very confusing. And then all of a sudden I got this massive update, like really big update um, to the existing NCHC TV app and it logged me out and then I couldn't log in. Right. And now it's in this weird thing, like for me that I, it keeps telling me that I don't have an account whenever I want to go watch something. Okay. But if I log in on the website, that account information works. Okay. That's, it, uh, it's interesting. Just weird. And it's annoying and it's frustrating. And from a user, from a user engagement and in, in usability standpoint, it's like, well, let, just me, let me put it to this way. There, there are people who obviously, and, and I build websites and I know you're involved with that process and right. your job it's that whole UI UX thing. It's mm-hmm. the you know user interface, user experience thing. And and right now the app before was better because it was easy to find the archive stuff and you could look team by team and just look. You could you see so what you could do is you could choose a team in the grid. You could either look at right. all the NCHC content or choose a team. So if I wanted to go back and look at like the North Dakota press conferences or all of the North Dakota archive games, I could do that very easily, which is kind of nice because if we were doing something on this podcast where I wanted to reference a certain game that they were playing while UNO was playing somebody else. I could go back and do that. It was very easy to look at the highlight packages. Now it's just all kind of bunched together. There's there's no real menu where you can sign in and sign out if you're using the app on uh, Apple TV, for example. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that it's this way on the iPad, iPhone, and the iOS type of device, but on tvOS anyway, which is where I use the app because I watch the games on the TV, when you sign in, you click on one of the games because there's a lock symbol generally, and you sign in with your account. But there's no like settings menu or anything to go in and then sign out or do any right. of that. It's like once you're signed in, I guess you're signed in. Yeah, and know? on the app on my phone, there's no sign in, sign out. Okay. Like for me to get to the sign in, sign out, I either had to click on a game. Okay, yeah. And, and I didn't see the lock symbol. TV I think list. I just had to click on a game okay. and then it brought that up. Or you have to go in and you have to tap on my account. Okay. And then it gates you. But that was the problem is like i tapped on my account and then it told me i didn't have an account and then i'm like well that's weird so i went on the website and when i can get on the website why can i get on the website and not in the app i was very very confused and i like you used to go back and watch games because a lot of times there'd be things like um well recent example the on friday night we hit a player from behind yeah and i and i and, didn't i didn't catch it i i saw kind of the aftermath of that i didn't see it happen i didn't even know he was involved and then somebody had posted a clip, I believe, from the stream. And then somebody had been recording live at Baxter Arena from a different angle. So we kind of got to see what the hit was. And so normally my MO would be in something like that. If I wanted, I I want to see, you know, I saw it live. But a lot of times when you see something live, it looks different. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you slow yeah. Down and things. So I'd go back to the feeds to watch something again. So yeah. I always made like, no, okay. I need to go to the game and look at, you know... Eight minutes left in the third period. Um, and I had a terrible time trying to get back into the app and find the game. And I finally just gave up because I'm just so annoyed. And I'm not one to like push through too much. But right. But like we talked about earlier in the podcast, we're both people who just will watch hockey. And there are a number of times that I'll be, I'll get home from the UNO game and I'll pull up to see what North Dakota was doing. Right. Or, or the or Duluth for, game or something Or like for that. example, you know, DU and CC, yeah. because they're in the mountain time zone, they're still playing. So they're a lot of times I'll pull up those feeds and watch those games. And watch the but end of the game or something. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, there've been a number of people on Twitter, college hockey fans in the NCHC who subscribe to the NCHC, who've been having issues on various devices for various reasons. And it sounds right now like the app is kind of a work in progress. And I know that if you, if you, uh, 
find Sidearm Sports on Twitter, um, and you tweet at them and tweet at the NCHC, they tend they, to get back they to seem you and they'll yeah, respect, they seem, yeah. responsive responsive to that. Yeah, yeah. I they're they're working and, on the app. I think there'll be updates as the season goes along. Yeah. And and again, I don't know when Learfield bought out New Line. I don't know if that like just happened like in August or something or if it was last spring. I mean I didn't you know so right. that could be why they're kind of in a time pinch right now. So And uh, I think from a podcast standpoint, you know, I think to our least listeners and stuff, we just say, you know chill. Give them, give them some time to work this Be out. It sounds like, yeah. you know, it. as long as they continue, I think, to listen and engage with the fan base and the user base and right. the, the people are like, look, I, I want this content, but... You can do a better job of yeah, delivering it to me. I think yeah. that they'll they'll be good in the end. It's just we got to just kind of help them through some growing pains. Right. Here. In Learfield, the the sidearm sports side has been good about giving out a phone number you can call to ask right. questions. So I'm sure that they will get these things resolved. For example, I think they don't have an Amazon Fire TV app. Right. Yet when I when they did in the past, but now they. So there's just kind of a transition period. And I know that's tough when you've paid the subscription fees and you want it to work. Yeah. Well, but I just be patient with them. I think it'll be. I think it'll be okay. And things don't ex, don't end with the TV. We had right. some fans that have complained about some issues with uh, using app based radio stuff. And I know apparently it sounds like what the issue is is that the university has set kind of a I think it was a seventy five mile radius for yeah, the broadcast so of their that was and and correct me if I'm wrong because. It, that was on the TuneIn app, correct? I believe the ones that we heard about were TuneIn the night of, but I've heard other people say that they had the same problem on Last FM. Okay. Yeah, that's a. It's for those who are not from Omaha who are listening to this podcast. The AM radio station that UNO Hockey broadcasts are on is one that is a difficult signal. To pick up, and I, I don't live all that far from the tower right? where it's broadcasting, and it's it's a lot of times it's subject prone to static and interference, unlike and some of the other stations they've been on. All the way out here to us, we don't get it at all, right? at all, on even the best of radios, I haven't been able to receive it. Yeah. And so we relied a lot, pretty heavily, on TuneIn, because right. A, I could be anywhere in the house and I can get it, and B... It's a it's a quality signal. Like yeah. And I know people that I guess it's more of a pro sports type of thing, but I'm sure that there's people who do this in college hockey too, but they put their earbuds in, they tune in to Last FM or or tune in. Yeah. And listen to the they listen to the play-by-play on the radio while they're watching the game live. Sure. Because they like the commentary, they like the personalities on the radio well, yeah, and, you, and you look at you i mean you look at a guy like terry Leahy. he's going to provide a lot of terrific color commentary during yeah. the game and you've got donnie barnes who's a new play-by-play guy so it's exciting to get to listen to somebody new and, and see how he sounds and see how obviously he's done games in the past yeah. but it's, it's nice to it's nice to kind of hear a new voice of uh you and hockey and so 1180 is just a difficult signal and like you said there are people who live out here in your part of the town who aren't even able to tune it in yeah I know it's it's one of those. It's not and like it's, when they were on eleven ten KFAB, which was the blowtorch here, which you could be in, you know, Montana and sometimes pick that up if the celestial 
you know, wanderings and the, you know, the if sky Venus was free of right clouds. Yeah, yeah, you pick it up. It was a very, very powerful station. So it's, it's tough. And sometimes what they'll do is if it's on an AM radio station, it'll also be on an FM station that the parent company owns. Right. But we don't have that here. So, or, or whether they own or have a, an agreement with them, you can get it on both, but that doesn't happen here. So a lot of times people listen to it on those streaming apps. Right. It's supposed to be handy, but you know, and this was a friend of ours named Bernie who had been listening to it, and he was listening to it down in uh, Bellevue. And, you know, he's Bellevue's just a hop, skip, and a jump from Baxter Arena. It's well not within this away. like 75 mile radius thing. So Bernie had contacted the uh, program director at NRG Media, which is the company that operates um, the zone here in Omaha. And, uh, they replied to him and they're like, Bernie, thanks for the note. Our apologies. There's some sort of glitch we are looking into now. UNO, through their partner Learfield, has a new rule restricting the stream to a 75-mile radius. And yes, you are well within that. Having computer people check on it now. So obviously, Bellevue and some of the surrounding communities in the Omaha metro area are well within Bellevue is very much within the 75 mile radius, but it does bring up the question, should the games be available to people outside of this 75 mile radius? Thoughts? Well, I, I, let me put it to you this way. It's again, I don't, you and I kind of talked about, you know, what's the contract? Do they, have to pay uh, more. I, I don't, we don't, we don't, we don't know, know the, what we don't know the details out, right. of that. So, so we would just be speculating. So I'm not going to speculate. I would just say as a general principle, I would like the radio broadcast to be available, for example, to parents in Canada or Minnesota or Michigan or wherever these players are coming from. I right. think it would be nice because back in the day before you had something like NCHC TV, where you could stream the video back before streaming video, because this program started in 97, there were people who would stream the audio of the games from the uh, radio station, um, you know, each week throughout the season. So it's a it's a nice opportunity to have that available. I think you know I, I think as many venues as you can have that people can listen to the games. I think it's you know and better. Maybe it's a you know maybe it's a version. I don't know what version they're on now. Version two of NCHC type of thing. But I think of like the NHL app, and on the NHL app. Even if I can't watch a game, if it's blacked out for some reason or something, they have that listen button. Right. And if you tap that, you get the rate, what is essentially the radio feed that I get in in Denver for an Avalanche game. Right? Right. So it's kind of nice sometimes to have that connection between them. So maybe maybe a future version of the NCHC will, will allow you to listen to a homeschool's radio feed. And that's why they set the... That'd be that cool. radius or something. It'd be cool because you've seen like like on the the ESPN app, like for mm -hmm. example during the national championship game, you can you can watch the 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 NCAA football national championship. You can Division One national championship. You can listen to the home team radio right. feed. You can listen to you know your home team or any of the either of the team's feeds. You can have the fan feed. You can get other people. There's all kinds of options uh, to listen to. So. It's kind of cool when you get like the fan cam and all that other stuff, but it'd be cool to be able to listen to the home radio feed right. or the road radio feed. I mean, at this point, we're I just hoping they get the, the the current issues with the NCHC TV app figured out. Right. I mean, they get there's a lot for them to do. Like, we want them to get that done. You want them to figure out whatever this computer glitch that that pro prohibited 
Bellevue from listening yeah, and to it. Again, I don't, I don't, but, I don't know if they, they, they. I'm, I'm going to take them at the at the word that we heard. I, I mean, I'm assuming they have a. I don't see any reason why radius of right? 75 miles, right? You know, unless we find out differently, I don't know. But you know, then again, maybe it was just a glitch. Maybe right. anybody can listen to it. But it is kind of an interesting thing, just having it kind of blacked out. You know, away from a certain region. I don't. And to your point about reasons why, you know, maybe that shouldn't be the case. I think that there's a lot of opportunities for current fans that, particularly people who listen on radio stations and stuff, typically are very connected to the people that they listen to. Yeah. Uh, they talk when we've gone to conferences and, and sat through podcasts. Yeah. And they talk about that engagement with the listener and the connection that you get through audio. Yeah. And I think that radio personalities understand that and, and they have a unique position with that. Absolutely. And I think that from a fan standpoint, you have to realize that so many people travel nowadays. So many people are, are gone for a family vacation or a kid's activity or work or something. And it's a great idea to be able to, like, I think that's the great thing about technology is that with, yeah. with Last FM, with TuneIn and, and apps like that, like, I can be on a work trip and tune into the game. I can't watch it because... Absolutely. <laughs> done this. I'm sitting in a meeting where it's obvious I'm staring at my phone and watching a game, but I can have my little earbud in and no one's none the wiser exactly. than I'm listening to Exactly, and this is, this is a point worth making. There's a reason why podcasts are having a renaissance. Right. Because when iPods first came out, they were huge, and then like nobody was talking about them for like six, seven years, and then all of a sudden they made a They're comeback. They're coming back, yeah. Well, they made a comeback because a lot of times... You know, people don't aren't going to sit down and watch a video, right. but they have time when they're when they're exercising, when they're at work, to just sit and listen to something quietly, and for whatever reason, yeah. it just seems to be more convenient for them. And I I got to tell you, there are a lot of times when I watch podcasts and whatnot that are on YouTube that have video, but I pull them up on my phone before I go for my walk every day, and I listen to those. Because I like having the audio, I want to learn something, and yeah. and so it's the same thing with games. And you talk about traveling, or you know, if somebody works evening somewhere, if they, you know, if they're yeah. in a, a call center or something like that, you know, it's an opportunity for them in their downtime to sit and listen to the game. So, and you had mentioned you know off podcast when we were talking too, and I think it's a good point to bring up about the families. Yeah, you know, they can't come to every game, but no kind of a strong connection between you know mother son kind of here type of thing and and some you know, of them how may, nice of them to be right. able to and that's why i say like going back to the nhl app right like yeah. how nice would it be that if the nchc app just had a you know tune into the local feed for each team and you could listen to to that to to how your son played you know maybe yeah. for a maybe for a limited fee or maybe just it's a free offering through the app to get you into the ecosystem and it, and engage it, to that way it's very interesting because i got to tell you there are times when i'm watching those UNO road games that i would like to be able to listen to the UNO radio broadcast synced up to that while i watch yeah. the video and i'm sure that that brings in you know rights issues and and you know advertising oh, yeah. all and stuff, the stuff like that we all that getting into yeah all that stuff we're not going to get into but it would be kind of a cool thing but i yeah i think they ought to you know make the audio option available to you know anybody who wants to listen to it yeah around north america i think so yeah just my thought yeah penny for our thoughts penny for our thoughts all right so we've got a weekend away yeah and we are headed to a high 
Ohio State. Yeah, Bridget yeah. and I went back. We know them very well from our CCHA days. Bridget and I went on a road trip there uh, fall of 2007, I believe, and it was a lot of fun to go watch them play. They won the Icebreaker Tournament. They are a team that some people have picked to win the Big Ten. Yeah, so Steve, there's some expectation right. on that club. Former UNO assistant Steve Rollick has done a terrific job there. And that program has done really well the last couple of seasons. So they've been I, great in the conference. And, and I'm, I'm, ex- I, yeah, I'm excited to see. This is a, more than anything, this is a great opportunity for UNO to kind of measure where they're at at this point. Right. You know, that might not have been there with Huntsville, but this is a team that's a good, solid college hockey team. We don't know where they'll be at the end of the season, but they've been... They should be in contention. Yeah. I mean, you look at everything on that on the club, and you look at right. the expectations from pundits and powers that be and coaches and things like that. And, sure. You know, there are some who look at it saying if things click, they could be, you know, a rogue pick for a national championship. There's some people that say if things don't click, they could you know, be middle of the pack, but they're still going to be, they should be a contending team. So the, like you said, this, this is a good test for UNO. This is not a slack off game. Nope. You and the, had... they, they have to, they have to play smart. They can't take dumb penalties. Yeah. And I think they can have, if they play with the kind of energy we saw this weekend and they play with the kind of heart, I think they can have success. And so are you it's, picking it's a, the sweep? A, I just want to know. My picking the, really, you're come just on. jumping into that already. Yeah. I'm a, John, are you come picking, on. You picked them spotlight. Fifth in the conference. Am I going to pick them to sweep? Yeah, is your fifth place team going to be Ohio State? I'd love it if they went in there and swept. I'm going to be a little bit more conservative and a little bit cautious. I'm going to say they go in and split, which I think would be a fantastic weekend for them. Yeah. But if they they, they need to continue playing the way that they've played during the three games we've seen them in so far. So split, do you think win Friday, lose Saturday, or win? I'm going to say win Friday, lose Saturday. You think win Friday, lose Saturday? I think the team has a lot of jump. I think they go in there, lots of newcomers, very excited (laughs) to play a Big Ten hockey team. I think they're going to go in, have a lot of success Friday, and I think uh, the Buckeyes are going to readjust for Saturday night. It's going to be a little tougher. But you're really making me want to pick the sweep now. I just want to go full board. Every weekend, we're picking a sweep. But no, Man, if you're going to ride the wagon, ride the wagon. Come on. I know, yeah. Uh, I suppose you want me to pick now. Well, since you put me on the spot and made me pick right when we were in the middle of, you know, a thought about the team, yeah. 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 (laughs) I didn't want you to get into that. I I mean, you mentioned that Ohio State. Skip the fluff. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you should have picked Ohio State to win the national championship. No, I wasn't going to pick Ohio State. Since you love the Big Ten this season. Just Wisconsin. Um, I should pick BC. Really should have picked BC. <laughs> I'm kick myself all one year. One year too early on that national championship pick, aren't you? Yeah, I just jumped the gun on it. So go full board. False I'm start. picking. I'm picking the split. I'm picking. We win Saturday or we win Friday. I, we lose Saturday. Here's all I'll say. I, I'm. I want to pick the split. Right. Based on how we played this weekend, I think yeah. we split. Okay. The only way I think we split is a win Friday. Okay, so... If we lose Friday, I'm not confident in... Because it's a young team, because you're on the road, I don't know that they can take a beating on Friday and find a way to adjust for Saturday. I don't know if they is, can. Is your mindset, do you have a little bit of a hangover from last season? Is that 
kind of kind of what's entering your thought process no it's not so much that as it is my like in general my experience with teams that are very young are you it's a roller coaster team it can be an adventure and it's definitely a work in progress let's let's make no mistake about that so i look at this weekend going this was kind of the you know we're at the top of it now i'm like okay is it time for the dip because I got a feeling at some point in time, we're going to dip down, we're going to have some struggles, and then we're going to build back up. Okay. This could be this could be the dip series. This could be the series that we go in and we struggle both nights and we lose both. And it's just, it's just, it's a reality a young check team kind of. learning how to play okay. NCAA hockey. That's against fair. quality opponents. But I also look going at there's, they showed real talent and, and some, very smart quality play this weekend. They sure did. And if they can keep that up, I think they've got I think they've got the potential to sweep them. I think they've Absolutely. got the potential to go in Friday. The, the number one thing, shock them and yeah. then take advantage of them on Saturday yeah. trying to trying to push too hard and trying to overproduce. But that's the freshman team, right? Like there's I can see there's so many unknowns. I know. I I know and, and I I'm so excited. I want to be so optimistic and that's why I'm going. Yeah. With the split, but they've, they've but got last a, they've... season. I would have said we were, we're, we're out. Like, I just didn't see anything last season that said we've got a shot at it. And so the freshman really gave me a chance to like, it's a hard pick, I think, because I think it's we tough. really legitimately have a chance just, at it. We just, we still don't know a lot about our, our team, right? We don't know a lot about Ohio State this season, so it's going to be a tough one. But I'm excited. Who's going to be in net? Is it who's going to be Roden net? Keep Is, up? Are they going to split time again? Is it going to be uh-huh. Seville Friday, Roden Saturday, or it, is it going to be Seville Friday? Depending on how it goes, Friday, maybe you, Seville again. Maybe you stick Roden. with Seville. It oh. it depends. There's Do you a lot switch of him things. up? Do you say Roden was hot on Saturday? Let's run him on Friday. It's hard to know because we minimized shot opportunities for our opponent in both of those games. And I don't know weekend. that you're going to get that against. I don't Ohio know State. that you're Ohio going State to State too. Shoots. So this could be an, a very very interesting adventure. So I'll be fascinated to see. Yeah. I'll be watching. I know you're going to be watching. Oh yeah, we're excited about this. Not going to miss this one. Yeah. So I'm going with the split. You're going with the split? Uh, I will go with the split. Okay. I'll go I'll go like just like pick. you, Friday, Saturday. You need Saturday. to jump on that optimistic bandwagon, uh, man. That's about as optimistic. I'm excited about these guys. They remind <laughs> me of the 0405 team. That team did a lot of great things. No one wants to good... listen to a, a podcast that's good cop, good cop. So That's right. <laughs> I'll but be I, bad. But I'm going to be good cop. You can be bad cop. All right. That's well, right. I mean, <laughs> I'll be bad cop. All right. So we've got, we'll go on the road. We'll go to Ohio State. we got a week off. That's right. After that. Uh, but you're not going to get a break from us on the Mav podcast. No, we've got a special podcast coming up. Yeah. We already recorded it and it's really fun. I think you're uh, going to like it. We're not going to, we're not going to give you any details. No, I, I think the, the mystery surrounds what, and I'll say we might as well use social media on this, right? Like go, yeah. go on Twitter, go on the face, the Mav Puck Facebook page. Yeah. Um, go onto the message board. Go, go to the website. Go the message board. That you message board's a, great. Yeah. Start a start a special segment on that message board. Yeah. Start board a thread on the message for board. What do you think the What do you think the special episode? Yeah. It, next it was week definitely a departure be? for us. So it's yeah. It's go totally new. It's totally something thoughts. different. So I'm not going to answer until the podcast drops. Maybe you might get some teeny tiny hints, but we'll just have to Maybe. see. Maybe. Maybe so. You never know. I know. But in the meantime, be sure to follow Mav Puck on Twitter. That's right. Follow us on Facebook. Like the Sign podcast. Up. Yeah. Like the podcast. Yeah. 
Sign up for an account on mappuck.com where you can find all of this stuff. For free. For free. And yep. post on the message board. I've been working on the site the last year. It's it coming together great. really nicely. My the, yeah. my reboot plan for all of this is working well. And it's with the help of people like Jason and Connor Willingham and Bridget and Jolene that we're able to do this stuff because it's really hard for me to do these things by myself. In fact, it's impossible. So the contributions of great fans willing to volunteer their time and effort means a lot. So until next time, go Mavs. Go Mavs.